You're listening to the Soft Yard Podcast, a place where seemingly uneasy, uncomfortable and difficult conversations are being held to relate and realise that those are the ones that remotely connect us more on a deeper and more profound level. A space where you can drop your shoulders and masks and allow yourself to soften without judgement. I'm excited and grateful for you to be here and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey softies, welcome back to your favourite challenging podcast that makes you do things you're not really comfortable with but will help you improve in the long run. I'm really proud of you for showing up again. Like I had announced in the last bonus episode about coming out of lockdown, we'll be jumping into a really supreme and principled topic today. Boundaries, baby. It's probably one of the most important topics I'm yet to cover. And I feel like I say this a lot in these conversations I'm having with you, but this one really is major. If not, the most important aspect that needs to be addressed and discussed because everything builds on top of your boundaries. It's the foundation for the relationship you have to yourself and the fundament you set for all other relationships you have with others, with your beliefs, with the money, with your job, romantic relationships, friendships, family. Everything is connected to boundaries or lack thereof. Let me start by asking you this. Do you have good boundaries? Do you even know what boundaries are? And if you're like, what the hell, Anna? No, I don't even know what boundaries really are. Don't worry, you're actually not alone here. Opposed to what a lot of people tend to believe, boundaries don't equal defense. Boundaries equal limits, our dividing lines. What we tolerate and when we feel stop, this is too much. They are physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, religiously and financially. They can be rigid and strong and closed or diffuse, flexible and open. Let's start by looking at what it may look like if you have rather soft and diffuse boundaries or none at all. Have you ever found yourself in a scenario where you felt someone was walking all over you and didn't even listen to what you had to say? Or they shut you down when you were about to address something important? Or maybe they ridiculed you and didn't take you seriously? All of this is a big indicator of non-existent or poor boundaries. There's a few more signs that might suggest you have poor or lack of boundaries. If you struggle making decisions, feel guilty for taking care of yourself, looking after yourself, or you feel burned out, you feel taken advantage of, you avoid speaking up when you're hurt, you agree with others to keep the peace, you give away too much of your time, you feel responsible for the happiness of others, or you can't say no and you say yes when you actually don't want to. Oofed. Any of you feeling a big lump in your throat? I know, me too. Okay, let's slow down. We're going to take our time here and start easy on this one. Because some of you may have just realized you don't have boundaries. And that's a rather tough pill to swallow. While this might be uncomfortable to realize, 
see it this way. We are all in the middle of our own life stories. And our stories are being shaped and directed by what we're saying yes or no to. And that's where we need to start. And vision boundaries as something like your internal compass. Instead of pointing out north and south, it points out yes or no. Often this compass is connected to our intuition or our gut feeling. We feel what's right or wrong in our guts. And a lot of times, unfortunately, our brains collide with what our guts tell us. And that's where it gets confusing. This compass, though, is our protection mechanism way before our survival brain kicks in. It's trying to take care of us, prevent us from pain, and it's trying to mitigate stress. Some people, though, are so good at numbing, distracting, and escaping, they aren't even aware they have this compass. But what happens when we don't listen is what I have mentioned just moments before. Anger, disappointment, guilt, shame, constantly feeling burned out, running low on energy, feeling agitated, stressed, unworthy, the list goes on. And just to mention one thing up front as a little side note, if you, just like me a few months ago, barely even had boundaries and didn't even know what they really were, welcome to the party. Take a seat and get comfortable. Take a look around and just settle in. You might feel like you're a little bit late, but really it doesn't matter. It's never too late to set boundaries. But be warned, setting boundaries will cause all sorts of reaction in the people around you. It's good and helpful to be aware of this, especially if you're someone that tend to people please most of their lives. You'll find a lot of resistance, but just know that's where you have to keep pushing and keep leaning into it. Don't fall back because of a little obstacle, such as someone not respecting your boundaries straight away. And that someone might even be yourself. You might be ridiculed, People might feel offended by you setting boundaries. They might mock you. You might also hear something such as, how dare you to tell me how to treat you? And people also might shame you and you feel guilty for setting boundaries. Please, 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 please know all of it is perfectly normal and expected and part of the process. I'm not saying it's okay for people to react this way, but people don't like change. People want you to stay the way you were. Most people have certainty as their primary need to feel safe. They don't want your role in their life to change. They expect consistency from you. Too bad, fuckers. We're here now. We're done pleasing or playing nice and we ain't going back. Because the hard truth is, people will keep walking all over you if you don't have strong boundaries. And maybe that's why you're here. Maybe you're sick of this. Maybe you're sick of having the same patterns in your relationships. Maybe you feel like you don't know yourself well enough. It's all well and dandy. And most likely all of this is because you were never taught about the importance of boundaries to begin with. Don't worry, I got you. The fear of another person's anger or your wish to please another simply cannot hold you back or determine your life story any longer. It's time to set yourself free and stop being a Muppet. Do you start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel yet? Because it's coming. Change is scary and uncomfortable at the beginning, challenging in the middle and beautiful at the end. How does one set boundaries, you might ask? First of all, there's a few questions 
we have to ask ourselves to figure those out. To get to the bottom of this, we need to find out, who am I? How do I want to live? What are my needs? What are my limits? And guess what? You better write that down. So those boundaries become your strong foundation, your indestructible fundament. If you so far skipped all the other journaling exercises I asked you to do, fair enough, I can't make you do shit. But this one is really the one you can't skip. If you want to get better and create any sort of everlasting change in your life, are you done harming yourself? And do you finally want to start helping yourself? Unless you're extremely clear on who you are and what your limits are, you will find yourself in the same scenarios over and over again. And no, I don't want you to write your boundaries down right now. Take your time. But write down those four questions so you can come back to them and add to it slowly but surely. It took me weeks, personally, to figure out what mine were. Slow progress is still progress. So here are the questions again. Who am I? How do I want to live? What are my needs? What are my limits? And we will get further into the nitty and gritty a bit later on. There's a lot more to come. Setting boundaries is about communicating what you can and can't do. Hence why setting boundaries, learning how to properly communicate and figuring out your needs are really the base of self-development and healthy relationships. And I can tell you, this is pretty fail-proof from what I've seen so far. Whenever I chat to some friends of mine and they tell me they have a certain problem with another person, The first thing I usually ask them is if they have communicated very clearly what they want and don't want from that other person. And if the answer is no, I advise them to get really clear what it is they want. There's no beating around the bush, babes. Then enter another conversation with that person and being explicably clear from the beginning. The clearer you are, the less likely you encounter misunderstanding and miscommunication. Set intentions and verbalize those. That's your starting point. And in most cases, the next time I see my friends and we come full circle back to the whole conversation, they tell me they told their partner, sister, friend, what they needed. And no matter the outcome, they felt empowered for simply speaking up. Because they gained a clarity on why they didn't feel good and they became focused on what it is they want. And to communicate that is to claim your power back. That's what it does to you. You're finally claiming your power back. It's not about getting what you want, but it's about standing your ground and setting the tone how you want to be treated and not accepting anything less anymore. And no matter the outcome of the conversation, you will finally start seeing who respects you, who truly holds love for you, or who's keeping you around because you were a pushover. They used you to make them feel better, and essentially who isn't worth your time. How are you feeling? Are you becoming more and more ready to set the tone for your life? 
then the next step, the one that feels most uncomfortable to us, you've got to teach boundaries by doing. You can't just hand out a list to every single person and be like, hey, I've updated my terms and conditions. Please sign and agree. You've got to have uncomfortable conversations. You've got to speak up for yourself. You've got to teach people how you need to be loved. You've got to listen to what your inner compass is telling you. It will be worth it. My personal favorite part about setting boundaries is it selects out the people that aren't worth my time. The ones that do mock or get offended by me communicating my boundary, I'm literally like, bye Felicia, peace out and thank you next. Which is why you got to have that chat early on, especially when you just met a new person in your life, particularly of romantic nature. It is also never too late to set those with friends or family. Chances they weren't aware you felt walked over by them because you never showed or told anyone. People are quite oblivious to their own behavior and most of the time there is no ill intent. So give those relationships the chance to become even better. I mean, just picture this. You love someone, but there's things you are not okay with that they keep doing. By you communicating this and calling them in, you give them the chance to do better and your love for them will grow even more. Or it does the opposite and they show you that the love you felt for them was never real to begin with. Their love was conditional and maybe so was yours. If someone isn't able to respect and treat you the way you want, see you later. You know how much time it has saved me? to set boundaries within the first few dates but yeah picture this I went on a date with this guy it was all like lovely and well and I think for the second date he invited himself over and I wasn't okay with that because my home is my sacred space and I think it's really it's really personal and really important to have that sacred space for yourself and treat it as such So I told him that I'm not comfortable with him coming over yet. And that was also because I had really bad experience in the past with guys that did come over to my house. Always assumed it was an invitation for sexual activity. So I was pretty clear and I said, hey, I am not comfortable with you coming over yet because of my bad experience in the past. And I made it really clear that I don't generalize and I don't put all men in the same category. Guess what he did? He was offended and he said, I shouldn't put all men in the same category. And I was like, thank God you did this. You just showed me that you were offended by setting my boundary and I don't want to waste my time with you. So that was it. I saved my time. And we all know time is our most valuable asset. And I also get not everyone is as strict and harsh as me. You don't have to cut people out of your life straight away. But if you do let them cross your boundaries over and over, that's on you, my friend. That other person most likely won't even have a clue they're hurting you with it. Because if you say, this is my limit and I would like for you to acknowledge and respect it. But if your behavior is not congruent and you let them test if your boundaries are flexible or rigid, that's on you. 
I'm not saying it's okay for people to push your boundaries, but that's what people do. We get given rules and restrictions and we test how far we can go. If you let them, you're showing them you're not consistent and congruent and they think that they can get away with it. Plus, cutting people off feels great. It's like cutting off dead weight. You feel lighter, more empowered, more energized. You'll soon realize that you pleased people that didn't give two flying fucks about you. And if they did or they do, they will come around, they will apologize and make it right by you. Because most likely, you just set an example of how they should maybe take a look at themselves. Setting boundaries will minimize the amount of misunderstanding and resentment you'll experience in your life. And in case it doesn't, you're not clear or congruent. Please remember that. You will avoid bottling all these things up and eventually end up exploding in a spontaneous combustion. And we all know it ain't pleasant to be cleaning up that sort of mess. The clearer you are about your limits and what it is you really want, the more your relationships will flourish. The one you have with yourself and any other ones. Compassion will increase. Clarity and creativity will increase. Courage will increase. Overall, you'll be much happier and it will start to become more peaceful because you're finally following your true north and you stop neglecting your own needs and limits. Things might fall apart, but they actually must so they can finally fall into place. One of the biggest challenges I found when setting boundaries were the ones around work for me. And for the ones that have missed it in earlier episodes. Hello, my name's Anna and I'm a recovering workaholic and perfectionist. My workaholic is a lunatic. She's nuts. I love her, but she scares me. She doesn't know when to stop, which can be great when you need to get shit done. But she's more likely to turn that against me and make me work way past my own limits and run myself down to the ground. I thought I had good boundaries around work. Turns out I didn't. And it took for me to not be allowed to work to see her demonic side fully come out. To say the least, the exorcism was slow and painful. But we're good now. We're finally friends. And I let her come out to play when I need her and when she serves me. And she's only coming out for a certain amount of time. I guess you can say she's on a leash now. She's sneaky though. She thinks she can fool us and push past our boundaries. She needed those restrictions. Before that, she was walking all over me and I led her because I didn't pay attention to my own compass. But I know setting boundaries can be scary and you might think, what if I rub people off the wrong way? So fucking what? I really hope you do. I hope they realize that their behavior was somewhat inappropriate at one point or another. And remember, people are only triggered if you're shining light onto something they have kept hidden away or a blind eye towards and they have avoided dealing with. Our triggers are like inner vampires. The moment they are exposed to sunlight, they burn and scream and hiss and try to hide from the exposure instantaneously. So we have the choice here when it comes to being afraid of setting boundaries. And this goes for all kinds of fear. We can either let our fear of pain chase us 
or we can turn around, face it and run towards it. If you're chasing your fear, it simply can't chase you. Which side would you prefer to be on? And also please note, even though your boundaries are strong, they can also change and adjust at any time, just like you. It's your life. They are your limits. You are the creator of the life you want to live. Now, let's go down to the nitty-gritty of things and speak a little bit more in detail what it actually looks like to set boundaries. I remember I struggled with it for quite a while. Where do I even start? Like, I understood the concept, but fuck, where do I even begin? Don't worry, I'm here to help and give some sense of direction. The best indicators are your triggers. Where do you find yourself getting upset? What makes you mad or angry? Those can be really tiny things, but no, they're never just there because there's always an underlying reason for it. And surprise, it's most likely connected to your limits and where you have failed to set them. Maybe because you didn't even know it was a limit of yours. Often, we aren't very congruent between the person we want to be and the person we actually are or have let ourselves become. And before you go down the rabbit hole and set a million boundaries because they give you a sense of security, please also know too many rules might also mean too many reasons to get upset with people or yourself. Be gentle, start easy on yourself and build on top of them. Set some small boundaries first, take some action, test them, evaluate and adjust them if necessary. It's a learning process. There's no one size fits all. There's no right or wrong. I hope you're all still with me. I know this is a lot. Whenever I listen to podcasts or TED Talks about things like this, I make notes. I used to tell myself I would remember and I never did. And while making notes, I have the possibility to go back to important thoughts and start building from there. So if you're like me and you keep lying to yourself, that you will remember certain things. You won't. Stop lying to yourself. Start making notes. It actually helps so much. All right then, next. Let's talk about the different types of boundaries there is and what they can look like. There's emotional boundaries, time boundaries, topic boundaries, and physical boundaries. Emotional boundaries, they can sound like the following. I'm not comfortable talking about my weight. I'm not comfortable talking about my family. I'm not comfortable to talk about how I feel right now. Or, I don't feel too good today. Do you mind if we reschedule? I prefer being alone today. Time boundaries can look like, unfortunately I can't help you today, right now, when you ask me to, but I am free Sunday or another day. I would love to come meet you I'm free until three o'clock or for two hours and then I have to go. Topic boundaries could mean saying, if you're gossiping about other people, I will leave the conversation. If you're talking politics, I'm not coming. With physical boundaries, you might find yourself saying, if you want to borrow my clothes, please ask first. Please don't touch or use my physical belongings without asking. Don't eat my food without asking for permission, and so on. 
Please ask me first before you touch me, before you kiss me. I do or don't like being touched in certain areas, such as my knees, ears, hair. No matter what boundary type, setting boundaries can also look like Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for supporting me. Or, I haven't thought about this. Can I think about it and let you know how I feel before I make a decision? Giving yourself the time and space to listen to what's truly needed and what your compass is showing you is probably the most crucial about this. You don't owe anyone an instant reply ever. Giving yourself time and space is a boundary too. It's self-care. Does it start making sense to you now why I emphasize and urge so much that you start caring for yourself? If you don't, it simply means you have neglected your compass because the things you thought you should do and are expected of you weren't congruent with the things you actually want and need. Another warning I would like to affirm. Having boundaries doesn't make you invincible. There will be things that challenge you and there will be things that make you forget about your compass and weaken your boundaries. Especially in times of crisis, we find ourselves neglecting our boundaries when really we should be implementing them even more. You might find yourself asking now, will this ever end? You want the truth? No, it won't. Self-development is never-ending. Just as we evolve as the ever-changing creatures we are, so will our self-development. But it gets easier. It will become natural. It will become a no-brainer. It's hard at the beginning, challenging in the middle, and beautifully rewarding at the end. It's a cycle, a process. Iterative process, it's called. And that can be implemented into every area of your life. So iteration is starting with an idea, turning that into action, and then seeing a result. A simple evaluation of this process will cause a new idea to spark, and that will start the whole cycle again. And also sometimes an idea doesn't give us the result we're hoping for, but the good news is we can adjust, rearrange, and try again. To finish this up, there's also three easy steps you can follow to ensure you stay on path with your boundaries, especially in testing times or times of crisis. The first step, increase your self-care, especially in times of crisis when it's easy to forget about yourself because you have to focus on solving a million problems and issues or you may have to look after someone else or you're worried about someone else. You're no good to anyone though if you don't look after yourself. So double down on that self-care. And you might feel selfish for taking time for yourself, when in reality, it makes you a better person, friend and support. It will also decrease stress, which gives you more clarity and a better vision for conflict resolution, which is what you need in times of crisis, right? The second step is reach out and build a web of resources. That can look like seeing a therapist, joining a support group, get coaching, do a class and teach yourself new skills. Our own skills are limited and we cannot do things alone. The more support we have, the more we are able to support others and ourselves. We cannot pour from an empty cup. 
And it's okay to fill our own cup with external, real support. I'm not talking about numbing or escapism here. And it's good to do those things before you're entering a challenging time. So it's something you fall back onto when things get tough. And the third step, focus on choosing your responsibility and limit your time. Knowing when you can and can't give to others is important. All these points essentially go hand in hand and make sure you check yourself every once in a while and look at your compass. It doesn't make you selfish. It makes you a role model that we all should do this from time to time. You can say no to helping others because you're physically or mentally not able to. If you really want to help, you can come up with a compromise and suggest you can help another time if it's really what you want to do. But if your compass says no, it's a no. Doesn't sound that scary after all, doesn't it? Once we've broken it down into baby steps, right? And that's essentially how we need to view any problem, no matter how big or intimidating. We can always break it down into a sort of gap analysis and ask ourselves, how can we get from A to B in the safest, most progressive way? You got this. But you got to start by keeping an eye on your compass. Acknowledge that we're in the middle of creating our own destiny. Our path is constantly shaped by the things we say yes and no to. I really hope this gave you some clarity on the big B. As always, share this episode with the world if you enjoyed and learned something from it. Follow me on Instagram or on your favorite podcast platform. Sign up for my mail list if you want more valuable content straight into your inbox weekly without fearing you're missing out on something on the socials. I'm thankful for you to be joining me on this journey, and I can't wait till I speak to you next. Lots of love.